All right. You have Jasmine and Aisha with Off the Track. I'm Aisha. I'm Jasmine. And (laughs) we are just two friends who ran track together in high school who decided to create a platform. Era. We ran together in college. What did I say? High school. I feel like it. (laughs) Because we've known each other for a very long time. So, yes. So, two friends, two different states, met in Houston. Track is our common thing is where we met but we've been doing life with each other since since then since 1999 <laughs> 2000 yeah all right so we created this podcast kind of like girl talk we'll have some special guests come on and join us in conversations but for now we're going to get right into today's topic which is Bonnet Gate. Oh my goodness. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> Bonnet Gate? Yeah. Where have I been for the past couple of days? I, I don't heard know. That, this but... has been like a week though. So the debate is black women, because we're the ones that wear bonnets, should not wear bonnets in public. So what there say? was the start of the whole thing happened because this guy seen these a group of women in the airport. Okay. And it was about five or six women and um they had on like pajamas and bonnets and slippers, if I'm not mistaken, or very comfortable clothes. Okay. And then he recorded them and was like, I'm tired of seeing women in bonnets. This is for your house. You're not whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the comments went rampant underneath of his post. So then after that, it kind of became like this social media debate. Should you wear bonnets outside of your house? Okay. Or does it not matter? Like, should it only be worn in the house? In the house. Gotcha. Then... This weekend or last week, Monique chimed in. Okay. She made a comment about herself going to the airport. And um, I did that. Okay. Going to the airport and she saw women with bonnets and slippers and, you know, pajamas or sweats or something Mm -hmm. in the airport. And so she addressed it. Saying that she felt that it was inappropriate, that you should present yourself, you know, with dignity or whatever. Right. You should be presentable when you leave your house. Right. So <clears throat> from there, you had the people who agreed with her, and then you had the counters who were like, Why are you trying to make us conform to social norms when you got dragged for not shaving your legs? And you're on your social media with millions of followers with a bathrobe on and no bra but you want us to not wear our bonnets out but you can put yourself on social media in a bathrobe with no bra interesting so that was kind of the catalyst of Uh. why it's still being talked about because then she made a comment about it and addressed it. I feel like most older people 
agree with Monique, meaning you should not wear mm-hmm. bonnets outside of the house. Um, and then I feel like younger people, like even younger than us, mm-hmm. don't care because it's right. like I'm not doing my hair or my hair is in a style where I needed to be covered for maybe I'm doing a deep conditioning or something. Right. And I'm going out my house and I don't care who's looking at me. Right. So I think that that is the two that are one is agree, one is disagree. disagree. And I think it's divided by age. But now I think our age group is divided by me personally just being on social media. Mm -hmm. I think it's by how you were raised. Right. I think a lot of it. Well, well, I'm. I would think a lot of it comes from that. What you've seen growing up, what's kind of in your environment, what you've seen your parents do, your other female influences do. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of wearing the bonnet outside of the house. I don't wear pajamas outside of the house either. So I'm not in agreement with you. <laughs> and that's good. I mean, I yeah, don't agree I with... Okay, let me say this. When I just run out the house, I will throw on anything. That includes if I have pajama pants on, if I'm matching, if I have a headscarf on, if I'm going to the grocery store to grab something, I'm going to have on what I have on, and you're just going to have to accept it. If you have something to say, I don't care. I don't know, y'all. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And, like, I feel like... The two conversations with Monique and this guy were at the airport. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like there's rules in the airport because. But are there rules anyway? There's not, but I mean like social norms. Yeah. Like I don't feel like there's airport social norms. Because mm-hmm. I've traveled, we've traveled forever. Right. And I don't feel like if a white lady has her hair in a messy bun and her juicy sweats or right. something and her Crocs like that's presentable. But if I have on Walmart sweats or a pair of pajama pants or whatever, and my hair is in a head wrap and I'm walking through the airport, I look ghetto, but she looks okay because why? Yeah. I mean, and I think that's just the stigma. I think, we as a culture get scrutinized for any and everything that we do and where it may be a social norm for us where we don't care what people think you know if we go out in our bonnet or if we go out in pajamas or if we go out in our fuzzy slippers right we don't care what people think but we're going to be judged for that it's I think it's up to the individual to determine if that bothers you or if it doesn't bother you yes. now when you get when you get others you know, outside opinions into that. Like, I, I can see how it can fuel this whole storm between but here's the bad do you part. do the bonnet or, you know, do you not? The bad part is that's not even the people who are talking. It's black people who are voicing their opinions about it. Right, because and we are we are very critical of each other. Right. My Here's my, like, take on the whole thing. Whether you're in the airport, whether you are in the grocery store, whether you are standing out front of your house, 
whether you are running errands and maybe you're not even getting out the car, why does it matter? Like, am I going to dinner in a bonnet? No. Right. You know, am yeah. I and it like, shouldn't. Um, having a job interview in a bonnet? No. So when I'm going to do something that is not, does not require a dress code, why does it matter what I have on? Right. And it shouldn't. Right. We are, we as a culture are just very critical of everybody else. Right. Everything else that you see, it always has to have an opinion. People have to insert their beliefs where we differ, right? I wouldn't go out in my bonnet unless it was absolutely necessary, right? So if I just went and got my hair done and I know the humidity is going to just knock all of this out, yes, I will go out in my bonnet. But if I don't need to go out, I'm not going out because I know I'm going to have to wear this bonnet on my head. Yeah. So, you know, so... I would just alter, but that's, that's just me. Like I wouldn't travel in my pajamas either, but I would travel in some jogging pants. I would travel in some tights. I would travel in some slides or, you know, or something like that. Um, but see, and then I feel like when you say pajamas, so like for me, I don't wear pajama tops, but I wear pajama pants. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, working in a school, that was, like, a hot topic mm-hmm. because kids would come to school in pajama pants. Right. And I know this sounds weird, but initially I was like, yeah, why can't you just put on some jeans or something? Mm-hmm. And then the girls would be like, but if I'm a boy, I could wear some Adidas soccer pants or a girl or a boy. Right. They could wear Adidas soccer pants. They could wear sweatpants they could wear whatever Mm -hmm. so I remember one of my students was like coach I don't wear sweatpants like outside of practice I don't have sweatpants I have pajama pants Mm -hmm. so if they can wear sweatpants why can't I wear these same material that just happen to have graphics on it that make it look you know more More pajamas yeah than him with his black sweatpants on and I was like well, you're right. Like I didn't say that to them, but I'm yeah, like, but yeah, I don't wear, I don't wear pajama pajamas. Like, right. I don't have the matching right. top and bottom shorts or right. the pants or the onesies or lingerie that I wear to bed. Like, I wear usually some shorts. Sometimes they're pajama shorts. Sometimes mm-hmm. pajama pants. Right. Or just underwear and a tank top. Right. But I don't have like traditional pajamas. Right. But if I saw somebody in the airport with them, I would be like, either they just woke up and right. barely made this flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or this is their level of comfort. Yeah. Or they are like, this is what y'all getting at this airport. Yeah. And then I also think that people would judge them on the type of pajamas they had on. Everything is going to be judged. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you had on... Some, you know, Hugh Hefner pajamas, people be like, oh, they snap. real comfortable. Exactly. They but if they were them. Gucci or, right. you know, something like that, then yeah, okay, that's Nobody's nice to have. Gonna Nobody's going to say anything. But yeah. if you have some Walmart with sleep and Z's, exactly. <laughs> some cats on, on it, <laughs> yeah, then people are going to have something to say. I just think we're in a, a very critical society. Our, our 
like you said, you know, social norms, they try to interject in everything. And so, you know, going back to what you were saying about Monique, where, you know, people were saying, well, you know, you're inviting people in or whatever, and you're in a robe and, you know, and you don't have a bra. Yeah, but I'm at home, right? I'm inviting you into my space. Right. So this is how I look and how I feel in my space. You can choose to indulge. In this conversation with me, you can choose, you know, choose to indulge in this video. Right. But you're in my space. Now, what she may not do, she might not go outside with their robe on and with her, you know, with her titties hanging. But she's outside. Right. But in the comfort of your home, people are allowed to do whatever it is that they want to do. And I think that's where some people have a problem with it, right? Like, this is what you do at home, but now you're out in the public. You, you know, you should always look presentable. presentable. Right. And, and to some degree, I'm, you know, I'm with that, but it's also like, I also don't judge people that, that come really out that. in their body. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also don't because it's just not my, you know, it's not my place to judge that that's what they're comfortable with. I'm not comfortable necessarily wearing, wearing my bonnet outside. I've seen my girls too. Um, like forget that you know we're on our way to school or something they forget that they got their um their scarf on and they're like you know oh let me hurry up you know before i get around school where people can see me mm-hmm. but that's just in that age where they're always trying to be to presentable impress. once the, yeah, yeah trying to impress so once you get to kind of our age and you can kind of live life a little bit yeah i really don't care yeah. what people think yeah so i listened to this podcast called ratchet and respectable and the host is Demetria L. Lucas. And she read this on the podcast, but she also posted it. So, I mean, this is, a, again, talking about the bonnets. And it was also talking about um, about um, Naomi Osaka. Oh, okay. I'm like... That's how you say her name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for her not doing the press conference. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. She pretty much was saying, like, they're just waiting for the aftermath of her saying that from all these white people who are like, you knew what you signed up for, whatever, whatever. Right, which they were already saying a little bit about that uh, when I was watching ESPN last night. Well, that's the thing. When she made the first comment, that's what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Even the official people of the tournament were saying it. Right. Um, But let me read this first. So she put this quote. Um, from Toni Morrison. It says, the function, the very serious function of racism is distraction. It keeps you from doing your work. It keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being. Somebody says you have no language and you spend 20 years proving that you do. Somebody says your head isn't shaped properly, so you have scientists working on the fact that it is. Somebody says you have no art, so you dredge that up. Somebody says you have no kingdom, so you dredge that up. None of this is necessary, and there will always be one more thing. So the point that she made on the podcast when she elaborated on it was the standards that we follow are white people's standards. Standards. Mm -hmm. Whether it be your hair, whether it be your attitude, the way you walk, the way your body is supposed to look. Absolutely. It's always going to be a white person's standard. And so when, you know, we've been taught that white is right. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just be honest Mm -hmm. because from our great, great, great grandparents 
white people were what you strive Strive to be. be. Mm -hmm. You wanted to have the hair like them, Mm -hmm. the body like them, the status that they had because they put themselves above black people. Right. So then those, all of those things get carried down. Mm -hmm. We straighten our hair for special occasions. Right. You know, we, um, people have skin lightening cream so that you're not as dark as you really are. Right. And, color context which i have in my eyes right now (laughs) (laughs) because you want to be you know have these different things Mm -hmm. um wigs and you know having weave and long hair and all of these things all of these standards are all from white women Mm -hmm. and then when we kind of in the past, I would say five, ten years have taken back ownership of accepting the way that we look. Right. You have to have a new problem because now we love ourselves. Right. We don't want to look like y'all. Y'all right. are trying to look, look like, like us, us now. now. Right. But you need to find a new issue with us. So then it becomes our attitude. Mm-hmm. This is the big thing now. Yeah. That we're aggressive and that we... You know, and then, um, so the bonnet is like a distraction. Yeah. Right. So we have all been kumbaya, black lives matter, whether it was a distraction from us or them. Why is it a focus? Like, why does that even matter matter when, and I'll, I'll put a little sidebar. They were going to, to a funeral. They had just found out somebody died. Mm-hmm. And they were all, this is from what I read, whether yeah. it's true or not, I don't know. But they were all going to a funeral. They mm-hmm. had immediately had to leave. Yeah. Last to minute, get your stuff. Right. We out. So it's like in that moment, like I feel like how, and I know this might be like far fetched, but I, I compare it to when these cops kill black men or women, or brown people. Mm -hmm. You don't ever hear about anything except he was a drug dealer. Yeah, the negative. He was, you know, a repeat offender and was in jail. The negative. He failed first grade. Right. (laughs) Right. They find anything so that it doesn't make it look like this was a good person that was killed. Right. Right? They try to figure out anything and everything to make us question that person Mm -hmm. as a person as a person right at the very core a human being yeah and so you shouldn't have to have a backstory of why they had on a bonnet why they had on pajamas right why they had on slippers it shouldn't matter it shouldn't be your business not at all and the fact that i believe the man that recorded was black Mm -hmm. that bothers me because a lot of times so this may go like off topic a little bit, but I don't remember that guy's name. Not Derek, the other one that does the videos where he's always like talking bad about black women and he's black. Oh my goodness. Um, What is his name? Oh, I know who you talking about because me and, me and the husband just had a conversation about this man. I yes. cannot think of his so, name. I feel like his views seemingly are far-fetched until you go to his page and you read the comments from other black men 
who co-signed the stuff that he says. And it's right. like, but do y'all understand that this, you're, what you're saying is that the core of a black woman is unacceptable. The way that we are is unacceptable. Right. We should have want to strive to be independent and have our own and, and achieve great things. We shouldn't want that for ourselves. We should just do the bare minimum and if we do try to excel and do something, there's all these question marks after you say that you've done something. Like, right. you can't be successful and be in a relationship. Right. And, like, his thing is, what man wants you if you already have everything? What can he do for you? And it's like, what? Where? And I think I, I listened to one. Uh, and I'm going to find this man's name, but <laughs> I listened to one of his sessions with Brandon and I just could not believe the level of engagement that this man was getting. Yes. And from women too. From women too. Like I could see it from being a level of entertaining but then I, I also see it from a level of being disrespectful, too. Yes. Because as a woman who has strived to be successful, I've yes, I have a husband. I've had boyfriends. I've had all that. I knew, you know, I wanted a partner. But I never wanted to depend on a man. Right. Never. Ever. Or anybody. Or anybody. Not even just yeah. a man. You don't, you want to do your own thing. I wanted to be able to side somebody else. Exactly. I want to be on the stand on my two feet. And at, at any point, if you decide that you don't want to ride this ship no more, <laughs> okay, you can get off. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. So it's, it's one of those things that you're kind of damned if you do and damned mm-hmm. if you don't. Right. You can't be a highly educated woman and want um you know a level of success right right and you're successful in your own right yeah so if six figures is your mark right you can be a six figure earning female um out in the world you know you could have a house you could have investment properties you can do trades you know trade you know uh trade you know trading stocks and, and all that stuff and you're telling me that i'm not an equal to a man because i have my own right but then what do I bring to the table? Right. I'm I'm just going to cook and I'm going to clean for you and you're going to screw me when you want to? Like what right. what what I am didn't I get all this education and experience to sit in your house? Right. Because then it's the other way, right? So for women who have no desire to ride that career chain in that sense, right? That want to be successful and have these aspirations to be business owners and millionaires and all that. For those women who don't desire that, right? Now I'm a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Because I, I... You don't have your own. I, that was never a desire of mine. Right. I, I never, you know, I've been, you know, groomed from... A, a young girl, right, to be marriage material and to have me a good husband and be a good helpmate to him. And he's going to work and bring home everything and I'm going to sit at home and raise the kids. That right. was my vision of my life. But when you talk about me, now I'm a gold digger because I can't do anything without this man. Right. So what do you want? Mm-hmm. Because they, obviously there's no, <laughs> there's no in between. Right. It's either you're 
you're you're you're too much, right? As a woman, or you're not enough. Mm-hmm. There's never there's never this median, you know, a uh, a median that people can can meet in. So that's what frustrates me that you have women who are from all different backgrounds who some may have kind of self-esteem and self-confidence issues, right? Some may have come from broken homes and things like that. So they haven't quite figured out what that life is for them, like what, what it is that they want for themselves. So that's who's out there in some cases that I, I've seen. Again, it, I didn't watch too much of it. Um, Like that's what I hear. Like people are looking, women are sometimes looking for validation from a man, right. which is the wrong place to look for that value. That is self-validation. And you got to do that work inside before you can even seek a, a, a partner, man, woman, transgender what whatever it may be what whatever this partner is that you desire in life you got to come to you got to come in as a whole person mm-hmm. because if you're looking for that person to to validate you and um dictate is not the right word but to be that voice for you that's where you're going to run into problems yeah because you're going you're going to have situations like this man and I'm going to figure out his name um, you're going to have, um, you know, you're going to have those problems. You're going to have people inserting opinions in your life that are now taking you down a, a path that you, you never even thought that you would be on. Right. I, it's, it's frustrating that as women and men, like you have and non-binary, right? All of us. You have so many different people that want to interject their opinions and their thoughts into your life. When if everybody worried about their circle of control, we would be so much better. Yeah. I can't control what you do. You can't control what I do. I can talk about you, right? And I can talk about you enough that it impacts you enough mentally that now what I'm saying is impacting what you yeah. do. Now, now you're conforming to what, I think or I believe you should be doing. However, you're are you're a, a whole person made on made up of some different DNA, some different chromosomes. You are built different. Everybody is built different. And I think that's what people fail to realize. We are all at the core the same, but we are all different. Yeah. And I brought him up because I was going to say too, you know, when you if I'm riding my bike down the street and I have on, uh, you know, my hat, I got on Adidas, like fit from top to bottom, doing my thing. And then let's say that my neighbors from down there, she has, in which I've seen, riding her bike with her bonnet on. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got on tights, tank top, but she has on the bonnet. Mm-hmm. When you see us come to the intersection, who do you think is more successful? Right, you are. Right. Oh, bonnet riding girl is trash. <laughs> the ghetto. Yeah, she's trash. Bonnet rider is the doctor, <laughs> and exactly. I'm the teacher who's over here counting pennies at the grocery store. Not exactly. literally, but yeah, yeah, that lady's a doctor because it. And that's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And you just judge people, You're judging people off on, the rip yeah. by looking at them. And it's crazy because 
I was talking to my coworkers and I said to them like, all it takes is one. Let Rihanna, even the Kardashians, let one of them have on a bonnet. Right. Let any famous person walk out their house with a bonnet and Honey, all of a sudden. Do you hear me? All them designers going to be making what? bonnets. Goosey okay, bonnet. it's gonna be all types of bonnets, right? Here. And everybody gonna be running to get one to put it on to walk around in, so they can be violated by society's norms. Right. That you got on a Gucci bonnet, yeah. But my my four dollar bonnet from right. the beauty <laughs> supply store is not it's good enough. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I take that to them Gucci slides. If Future wasn't talking about Gucci slides, nobody would have been. Nobody would have cared about them shoes. Mm-mm. Nobody, because black people been wearing slides. <laughs> we don't like no shoes. They don't have to be Adidas, right? Nike, nothing. And then what? Last week, week before, Nicki Minaj in oh yeah, a random picture has on Crocs. The whole, I mean, within twenty minutes, the website for Crocs shut down, down. because yeah. it was overloaded, and now they don't got no pink Crocs. Yeah. Y'all was just talking about them nurse shoes <laughs> yesterday. Yep. Nicki Minaj got them and everybody needs some Crocs. Yeah. I'm not buying no Crocs. I already have Crocs. No. And I have some pink ones. I don't wear Crocs. Just like, you know, I was never on the the Jordan trend either because he's not getting my money. Well, Jordan been getting my money since, <laughs> since the 90s. But does that say anything bad about you? No, no. That's what you choose to spend your money on. Right. Jamel wears um Jordans. Yeah. And he asked me, like, you don't want none? Why? If you buy them, I'm going to wear them. Right. But I'm not going to buy them just to be like, oh, I have Jordans. Jordans, right. I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Like, ever. So you sound like Brandon. He's never owned a pair of Jordans. That that wasn't his thing. He yeah. had all kinds of other things, but he, right. he just never wore Jordans. And even Air Forces, right? That that was huge for me, coming, mm-hmm. you know, coming from the Midwest. Um. But it's everybody has their vice. Right. I I have a lot of them, right? I have a lot of them. They may be different from from other people, but everybody has their thing. their thing. Right. And that's fine. You can have yours, I can have mine, they can have their like right. And I also think so one of the things that she also talked about was we are so stigmatized by our hair, like forever. Mm-hmm. So if you wear a headscarf, you ghetto. You wear a bonnet, you ghetto. Mm-hmm. You wear a certain type of braid, that's ghetto. Right. If your afro is tight and not loose, nice curls, that's ghetto. Mm-hmm. You ain't do. You didn't comb your hair. You didn't comb your hair. Yeah. You know, if you straighten your hair, now you trying to be uppity. Because you only wear your hair straight. straight. You yep. trying to be white. Because yep. you only wear weaves and wigs. You trying to be this and that because you wear faux locks. Like, right. oh, you bohemian now because you got on sister locks or yeah. them butterfly locks or whatever. It's like, why do y'all care? care? Like, the fact that there's a whole friggin' act to protect my hair, to protect your yeah. hair, yeah. is insane to me. That I can't be discriminated against if I just wear my hair in its natural, natural state. state. Yeah. Way it grows out of my head, I can't be discriminated against, but I need a bill to say I can't be discriminated, discriminated against. against. Yeah. It's asinine. It's the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever 
I craziest thing in the world. But we can't ever just be exist. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's it's frustrating, I, and I don't think it has ever really been an issue for me, except for these last couple years. Like, I don't know who I was telling this to, but forever, like I've known I'm black, right? Like I'm a girl, and. I've always just seen myself as a female, right? Mm -hmm. I've never seen myself as a black female, right? And now I feel like like that's how I have to show up. Like it's 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 so weird. I don't even know how to how to describe it, but yes, there's been issues of, you know, discrimination. I've, you know, definitely have issues of racism and things like that. But it was never, the fight for me was never that I'm a black woman, right? Just it was you it was just that I was a woman. Mm-hmm. And then as things kept happening, more kind of in the world, it was just like, yeah, well, it's not that I'm just a woman or a female. It's because I am a black yeah. woman. And, and see, I think it's because you live in, or you work in, a male dominated. Yes. Field. Yes. For me, from the gate, I've been a black woman. Yeah. Because I work in a female dominated field mm-hmm. where the areas where I worked were predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And so there would be things that would happen and, um, you know, undercover comments mm-hmm. that were directed at me mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. saying like like how people get offended and say you shouldn't be offended when a white person's like girl that would make me cringe yeah because i'm listening to you in the lounge talk to every other person in here by name and y'all are having conversations and then when you want to address me you be like girl did you hear that and I'm like, what? Right. Like, Aisha. <laughs> right. Her name is what her name is. Right. And I am not your you, girl. Yeah. And why say it the way you, you say said it, it when you exactly. talk to me? Exactly. So that's what I've dealt with, mm-hmm. like, in my career. Yeah. And then aside from that, I've also been very blatantly pointed out. That mm-hmm. I'm the black person in the school of predominantly white teachers. Mm-hmm. And not in any way was this offensive to me. It was actually like, you're right. A teacher came up to me because if anybody knows me, one day my hair has braids in it. Right. Two weeks later, I'm, I'm doing something my else. Yeah. The next day I have twists. Yeah. I got cornrows. All of that. So... Always, I've always been like that. Mm-hmm, when absolutely. I learned how Me to too. do my hair, it was on. Yeah. And she said, I love when you wear your hair out because it tells all of our students that look like you that it's okay that their hair doesn't look like mine. And right. she was white. Mm. And I was like, dang. Like, I'm just living my life. Right. I'm not thinking about these the kids impact looking that at have. me. Yeah. You know, walking through the school, they're not my students. Right. So I'm not thinking about 
them seeing me right. with the way my hair is. And I was like, hmm, you are absolutely right. And there was only two of us who were teachers in the, in the elementary school where I was at. And then we had a sub. Um, and then there was like teaching assistants mm-hmm. who were also black. Mm-hmm. But out of the group, only myself and the other teacher were the only ones who wore our hair in our natural, natural state. state. And her hair was a little bit shorter, mm-hmm. but it was still in its natural state. And I'm like, you know what? Like, never in my 18 years of school, high school, middle school, elementary school, mm-hmm. did any of my teachers wear their hair natural? Not a one. They all had perms. Nobody had an afro. Right. There were like kids' parents that I saw who had natural hair, and I'll be like, I will not wear my hair like that when I was younger. Yeah. Because it's like I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've seen it. I mean, you know, growing up, I don't think I've seen it Mm-mm. either. I think it was more I guess kind of when I got to college that I saw you know, saw it more fluidly where yeah. it was just so many, you know, so many different styles um that you could do, but yeah, I don't I don't remember ever I only had a handful from kindergarten. I mean, to but I, I don't I don't remember directly. I don't remember having a lot of black female teachers and things like that. Most of, you know, most of the people that I do remember um you know, it was short and it was mm-hmm. straightened, perm, right? Right? Everybody's hair yeah, was perm. I don't think I remember anybody I never had one natural. I mean, even me. I mean, I straightened my hair forever. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we never had those examples. So Mm-mm. those kids seeing me with my hair in a variety of different styles, including my natural hair state right? at that point, um, I think it's a big deal because I didn't see it. Right. And then if you knew somebody that hair was natural, it was like they were like the radical black person, like black power. And right. back then it's like, yeah. she's so weird. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, I don't burn incense. Like, I, this is how my hair grows. Right. I'm just not perming it. Like, what are you talking about? So, I don't know. But... I feel like that is, we could go on, on for days it, on, yeah, and we, days and days. We could. But let's just go ahead and end it there. And until next time. Until next time. Great combo.